in the Willamette Valley, in America's great Pacific Northwest. You are listening to The Ernest Mann Show, and I'm your host, Ernest Mann. Wherever you may be listening, night or day, in this world. And thank you so very much for tuning in. You are what makes all of this possible. And this is episode number 128, Psychology, Family Relationships in Scary Times. And that is what we're going to be talking about, the psychology of family relationships in these difficult and scary times. Is your family doing okay? Are you doing okay? Because as um, I've become very aware of, many are not. And that brings into account the issue of family relations in times of trouble. And these are certainly troubled times. So the question is, how much is it reasonable for a family member to expect any kind of assistance, let's say, in these troubled, scary times that we live in. Is it completely unrealistic to expect, say, for instance, a son or daughter who have managed to do quite well for themselves to actually help you out? if you are their parent. Because what I came across in talking to several people online and in person was that actually, and it came as at least quite a surprise to me, many of these people simply ignore the plight of their family members. And, you know, I just couldn't believe this. I was having a a hard time wrapping my head around this. I mean, maybe you would have a hard time wrapping your head around, say, for instance, a son or daughter who over the last five, six, seven years of their life have actually been doing quite well and essentially have shut themselves off from the parents who uh, were good parents and did the best that they could under the circumstances that they had. But these people 
shut themselves off and basically quite simply want nothing to do at least certainly financially with those people who um, help them and in my opinion I don't know about you but this is um, <clears throat> unimaginable I can't fathom this if this is a new thing if this is the new way of doing uh, family relations and I'm just really an old coot and I don't get it if I don't appreciate the fact that people who basically sacrificed everything in their lives to help you to help you get a leg up in life and then when the time comes for you know some kind of return appreciation you essentially say go to hell now i have talked to several people that this has happened to and at least i don't know about you but at least from my perspective i'm listening to what they're saying and you know i understand that they are confiding in me they're not bullshitting they're telling me the truth yet it's that unbelievable it's that these people collectively and apparently this has almost become i guess the norm that they are acting as though well they're sociopaths and i don't i really don't believe this is an isolated incident at all now granted i've personally only talked to or interviewed say i don't know a dozen 15 people and i've chatted online with many others but it seems to be something that is quite prevalent and i again it's one of those things that i cannot wrap my head around i did not uh, grow up in this kind of dysfunctionality. So it's not as though, for instance, I wouldn't want to say anything. It's not that. It's just I can't wrap my fucking head around it. What kind of people 
do something like this that completely ignore the plight of their parents or their siblings that are really dealing with difficult times. Now, allow me to say this. I know that, for instance, one of the very first things that you may be thinking is, well, you know, there are a million different kinds of family relations and they're that individual and, you know, maybe these people have a really good and justifiable reason for behaving as they are towards their other family members. And I'll grant that, you know, in some cases, I can, I can see that. I can understand that. So if you had uh, siblings and say, I don't know, one or two of them were just, you know, absolute, absolutely terrible and treated you terrible pretty much your whole life. Or perhaps even that may have been the, you know, the case with one or both of your parents. Sure. I can, you know, I can, I can see that. I can understand that. But that's not what I'm talking about here. I'm talking about something that is way above and beyond all of that in its prevalence. And I'm just talking about a cold disregard for family or perhaps even friends. And to top this all off, I'm also, this is not a case where we're talking siblings who one of them is married and, you know, and the other person is having, you know, multiple problems and maybe the, the person who's having all the problems, well, maybe they're, you know, let's say not the brightest candle in the candle opera. Let's say they made some stupid decisions. Let's say that's even the case. It's justifiable. Yet, the other sibling, they themselves are just getting by. Then again, it's like, okay, I'm, I'm trying to cast a very broad net here. I'm trying to allow for, you know, a very large uh, variance of situations. So I'm letting you know that and what I see and what I've experienced. But that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about, more specifically, I'm talking about these people <clears throat> who are doing very well. 
they are doing very well financially. You know, we're talking certainly more than 100K just sitting around in the bank. Some of them with half a mil sitting in the bank with no pressing emergencies or need. It's just sitting there. Now, it comes down to the fundamental question. Do you have, as one of these people, do you have an obligation to help your family or as an extension, let's say, your, you know, perhaps lifelong, very, very good friends? In my opinion, you do. And you should. That's what makes us human. That is what has kept us alive and thriving and improving ourselves as a species forever. Is helping and taking care of one another, especially when someone is down. And especially, in addition to that, when life is really giving them a hard way to go. And when you examine what has taken place, it's simply bad luck. <clears throat> they just had a series of things that were bad fucking luck. And for most of us in our lives, we'll experience that. We will experience that. And it is through the caring and sharing of others that helps us through until we can get things back together. And then finally, the sun will come back out on their side of the street again. And then, if they in turn are human and caring, well, they'll remember you. But just to have an absolute callous disregard that's an entirely different matter entirely and that's some of the people that I talked to and they said things that you know I I'm I'm not there when I ask a question I'm not there it's not a therapy session I'm not there to psychoanalyze them I simply just ask a question to them and I say, okay, I'm not going to be judgmental. I'm not going to say this or that. I just say, if you would give me a truly honest and, you know, unbridled opinion of what you really think, it would, that would be the greatest thing that you could, 
you could do. And they did. And in turn, what I'm sharing with you is what I had experienced. But I have to tell you, it's very, very difficult when you're talking with somebody and you're sitting, perhaps you're sitting across the table having coffee and, you know, I could, in a sense, it's, it's, it's almost like a, I feel like it's a priest confessional that without fear of any kind of repercussions, societal, personal, legal, that these people, they just, you know, actually spit out whatever's on their mind. But in this case, some of it was so heartless and cold and revolting that I had a very hard time not reacting emotionally. It would be, you know, something like something akin of uh, having to uh, hear of someone's uh, tale of them, you know, brutally, I don't know, brutally murdering another person. And I'd have to hear about it in extreme agonizing detail you know whether I wanted to or not and this is not a police interrogation it's just something that I'd have to listen to and something that is so revolting to you personally that you it's everything that you can do to hold back and not respond emotionally or perhaps even physically that's what I feel like and I was wondering how you feel about this. If you are a parent experiencing this, let's say from your children, maybe you're an older parent and then you've had a bad break or perhaps even several bad breaks and so it's naturally your natural assumption that hey you know my kids are going to be there for me because well hey i was always there for them but then nothing they're constantly busy they don't have time 
well, that's the kind of shit I'm talking about. Now, the question remains, and this is something that I would really like your opinion on. Do children, or let's say siblings, or let's say very good friends, do in general, if you are going through a patch of hell in your life, do they have or should they have an obligation to help you? Or, if I put the shoe, say, on the other foot, if there are others and you have been a bit restrained in doing for them, then what is your reasoning? What is, what is your logic as far as this is concerned? Because I have been through so many tales of this with people. Some of them actually in tears. Both, I'm talking, in this case, it was older people. Um, some of them, you know, in their mid-70s. And uh, they, they simply could not understand how basically their children chose to abandon them. And abandonment, and I'm talking about, you know, emotional and in every, in every way. But in this case, it was, again, we're talking about even if we just limit it to financial support. I mean, if you had, for instance say, you know, a son or a daughter that are doing very, very well in life, but they didn't get along with one or both parents, but just because as much of a inconvenience or whatnot it is, you say, okay, okay, shit, I'll, I'll send them some money. I won't have anything to do with them. We won't have Thanksgiving or Christmas or, you know, anything like that. We won't, there's no, uh, there's no friendliness. There's no warmth. There's no bonding. There's nothing. There's none of that. But, you know, I'll perhaps I'll soothe my own conscience and I'll just, you know, I'll, I'll send them some money. And that, you know, that alone, I mean, that is, yes, technically you could say that, well, that is support and you are supporting them. But for many people, it's a package deal. You know, um, you know, you give somebody, let's say, a thousand bucks 
and you just toss a thousand bucks into their account, let's say, and you don't have anything really meaningful to do with them just for whatever reason. I mean, you know, you make, you make a tremendous amount of money. And so that's real. I say, relatively speaking, that's pocket change for you, relatively speaking. Whereas someone, family member who doesn't have much, but they give, you know, a couple hundred bucks, but they give it to them in person and at least they have some tea or coffee together and there's a lot of hugs and bonding, you know. The kind of things that used to make us human. That's what I mean. And so, yeah, as we are, let's say, approaching what the people in business, they use that, <laughs> that very ubiquitous term which has a special meaning they call the holiday season. So let's get everybody happy, whether they actually want to be or not. For all those purchases that you're going to be making for the company. That kind of shit. That's the reason why I firmly believe in all the people that I've known in my life. Overall, again, generally speaking, the biggest hearted people were always the <clears throat> people who were poor. And I believe, as no mystery here, um, that extreme wealth has a very corrupting influence on people. And especially if you were fortunate enough in your life by birth or what have you, most of it, and by the way, in reality despite what they may tell you, most of it is just damn luck. Where you were born, who you were born to, luck of the draw. Some are lucky, some are not. Life is not fair. However, as I said, vast majority of good people that I have known, you know, they could have two pieces of bread. They'd offer you one of them. So, I, uh, I believe that um, it's quite a litmus test a very true test if you want to put it 
if you want to put this in terms of, as they say, the holiday season, or now as they also call it, the holiday, they have to add that word, the holiday shopping season. <laughs> what I've known is that um, it's the same kind of people that have a certain amount of heart. This is what makes them truly wonderful people. And, you know, that's my opinion. And um, as I said before, it all has to deal with family relationships but especially in addition to this, in times of trouble. And I don't think that um, there's too many of you out there who would argue that these are not times of trouble. So I ask whatever moniker that you may wish to place upon this, that you bear that in mind this holiday season. Because you know what? This is the truth of the matter. If it so happens that you are unfortunate enough that you lack insight or introspection into this. The way that you treat these people, I'm talking specifically if you, by any miracle, happen to be listening to this, if you are one of those uncaring, self-centered narcissistic pricks one day you will be them one day even if it's not financial there will be a need of emotional support and in terms of, let's say, your own children, you will be supported as you supported them. And as they say, what comes around goes around. Well, what did you think about that? I'd really like to hear what you have to say. So go on over to my website, theearnestmanshow.com, and put down your two cents worth. And while you're there, please feel free to listen to any and all the episodes you like. Plus, check out the other interesting things on my website. 
Until next time, this is Ernest saying take care. I'm out of here. <laughs>